Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And I've got the three gentlemen with me on the podcast today. If you guys could introduce yourself. Yeah, this is Rob Spectra, Pastor of Discipleship. Kevin Kenora, Pastoral Assistant. Alex Tate, Secretary of Dirt. All right. And uh, today, Kevin's going to bring uh, the topic of the day. So, Kevin, you want to let us know what we're going to be talking about today? You bet. Christians engaging the public square. And so I know that some people don't know what that means. Some people it has a little more of an emotional context. Um, so when I say public square, I'm thinking about spaces and civilizations kind of across history. Um, think like the Roman Forum, the, mm-hmm. the Aeropagus in ancient Greece, even in Jerusalem, the gates, yep. right? Where people mm-hmm. would gather, they'd exchange ideas, they'd hold business. And basically these were places where people could argue and, and the best ideas would win, which obviously has, has its pros and its cons, right? Um, well, I don't know. That sounds like pretty good to me. Well, <laughs> unless the pagans win, right? Unless yeah. you're exchanging the ideas. And the well, pagans. no, even if the pagans win, if they're right, if you've got a better argument, pagans, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm okay with that. Sure. So these places where these debates would take place, um, and, and really places where the public could come and listen you know, sit in and learn and and things like that. Mm -hmm. We don't have those spaces so much anymore, right? Um, And and really, a lot of that, if we do have those spaces, they've moved online, right? Where we don't have what I'd call an incarnational presence, right? We're not looking face-to-face. We're not having an actual conversation. I can just say whatever I want. I control you if I need to, or, well, if I feel like I need to, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm asking... Should Christians engage the public square? And if so, how can we go about doing that? Okay. That's a good question. That's a lot, too, because you got a lot of bullies that are online, too. Yeah. When they're face-to-face, they, they don't bring that energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's <laughs> They don't bring that same energy. I think, there's, I think there's really two questions here. Yeah. Um, should Christians enter the public square? I think it's got to be yes because mm-hmm. i think i think the public square is bigger than just the roman forum and the areopagus and sure. the gates i think the public square would be school board meetings mm. city council meetings sure um i think the public square could be a lot of different places i i, I say one of the public squares that i think i enter pretty often is the cigar lounge i've got mm. men of all different backgrounds that are in the cigar lounge and it's interesting, and inst- interestingly enough, it's one of the places that's the least guarded, and that guys can just share their opinions, hmm. and hmm. and they and we get, we get after it, and we we talk about all kind of all kind of stuff. Um, that's a good relaxed environment, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and you you look back at even the founding of the United States, the founding of American fathers, where was their public square? As many times as the pub, you know, yeah. and they would go and they would. They would discuss things that they had t- just been wrestling with, maybe in a more formal governmental moment or you know civic governmental moment, and then they go to the pub, and then mm-hmm. there is, and I, what you just pointed out, Alex Tate, there is that, um, yeah, it's a little more the the cigar lounge, the pub was mm-hmm. a place where you your guard was a little bit down in the sense that you could really. You know, share what you what was going on in your heart and and, yeah. and express it in a way that you could kind of really deal with some ideas. So mm-hmm. certainly we've had that, and I, I had not thought of some of those 
those areas that you were referring to until you yep. just mentioned. I was thinking so too much formal mm-hmm. formality instead mm-hmm. of the informal places. Yeah, I don't know. I think the newspaper was a place mm-hmm. that would be included in the public square. You know, different um, publishing publishing houses like so with the founding of our country there were certain books that were published that kind of took the country by storm and these ideas were being propagated even preachers were preaching from Mm -hmm. i think you know to inform the public on certain things and you know you think about with martin luther and martin luther's pamphlets and all that kind of stuff that that's part of the public square Mm -hmm. right because I, I want to I want to keep my heart out of it and just say this is just about ideas. Yeah. Because I we believe that ideas have consequences, right. and so I want, and that's what I, one of the things I think is lacking and why we can't debate anymore. Yeah. Can you break that down? You said idea has has consequences. Ideas have consequences. So the reason, well, I'm just going to say it like this: the reason why men would primarily argue in all of these places that you talked. Right was because they believed that ideas have consequences, Mm -hmm. okay? And so it wasn't connecting necessarily um, vice to a person's character. Right. It was saying, this idea is going to lead to this, Mm -hmm. which is destructive for society. It is not good. It is terrible. So I I wasn't attacking a person ad hominem. I wasn't attacking the person's character and saying, you're, you're just an evil person. Right. Well, he might be an evil person. I don't know. But what I, I don't really care about that. I want to, I want to, I want to show that the idea itself mm. is going to lead to neg- negative consequences. Right. And so that was the purpose of, um, of public debate. Now, mm. obviously, especially when you get alcohol involved, and all men don't do that. All men are not virtuous, and right. all men don't have self-control. Right. And so we know that, you know, Probably more fights happen at the pub than anywhere else, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But that was, but the the philosophers of the day and the morally virtuous person. And so if you got Proverbs thirty one, she says that her husband is at the gates, mm-hmm. right? And I think he maybe even praises her at the gates or something. I can't yeah. remember what it says. And so he is a morally virtuous person yeah. that is, in one sense, personifying wisdom, like the male version of the, the, the Solomon's son that he should become mm-hmm. and, and he's at the gates with self-control mm. engaging in ideas mm-hmm. and, and hopefully you know pushing wisdom right today <laughs> we don't have too many people with uh with self-control right even our politicians where the public debate's supposed to be happening it's it tends to be more emotional and and theater yeah, it's all ad hominem, isn't it? It's a lot of it's ad hominem, but then it's it's all it's so so theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's just so theatrical. Yeah. You know, they're just wanting a twenty second clip to go viral yeah. the next day in the news cycle. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're wanting. Um, and so, so hmm. to to go, to go to your first question, should Christians engage the public square? Absolutely, Christians should engage. Um, if we believe we have the truth, if we believe we understand the way the world works and the way that God. We we just we understand some of God's purposes mm. for the world, then we must share them with the public. Mm. And if we don't, then we need to be prepared to continue living in a pagan world, mm-hmm. pagan environment. So are you saying like the uh, the public square may not be as as big as it was before, but are you saying like even the public square is even in the home in the everyday steps of life? Uh, no, I don't think that's the public square. No, I think I, I the way I might I was, I'm trying. to 
think this through, how do we define it? I think you define the public square as any place where you are able to take an idea out into the public, so mm-hmm. meaning out into the world itself in order to engage in such a way. I think the ultimate end for that discussion is is this, you know, answering the question, is this good for our society or is this going to mm-hmm. cause a flourishing society? Mm-hmm. So you do have to, it, it does, you know, it, we can't define it based upon a place per se as much right. as how do we get ideas out into the space, mm-hmm. out into the place with the public is, is so this would be strangers and not strangers, you know, interacting yeah. with an idea yeah. with the aim of asking is this going to be good for our society? So I think that might be helpful for us in terms of where does this happen and how does this happen and, and maybe get to your second question of is it good to do it in certain places? But anyway, so that's yeah, good. I think that's, that's what it is. Does that help? Is that yeah, that's good. Okay. All yeah, right. so even even in that um, where the majority of the ideas being brought are more philosophical, right? Mm-hmm. But Christianity is more than just an idea, Right. It's not just a philosophical concept. And so how do we how do we navigate because we're not just we don't just want to present ourselves as presenting an idea, right? But the idea in those spaces, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't look at it as just a philosophical concept, correct? Well, I, we, I, the key word you're using there is just yeah. a philosophical concept. Yeah. philosophical concept. So yeah, we can't be just that, but Christianity is defined by Christ, mm-hmm. who is the divine logos, right? Right? Which is the word, but it's more than just a word. In Greek thought, the logos was the organizing principle of the universe. Mm. So Jesus Christ mm. is that. Yeah. So should should we, should Christians try to keep Jesus out of the public square? It's his square. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's right, try. right. There's no, there's not a square inch yeah. of public thought that Jesus doesn't say mine. Yeah. He has something to say about everything. Yeah. So, that's what it means to renew the culture. That's what it means to mm-hmm. redeem the world. Is that's what it means to take every thought captive mm-hmm. and make it obedience to, to make it mm-hmm. obedient to Christ. Yeah. So yes, Christians should be taking dominion in the public square. Yeah. And. W- we have the answers. I, I was reading in Proverbs that it said, an evil man doesn't understand justice at all, mm-hmm. but the righteous understand justice. Mm. We got evil men saying, we need to do this for justice sake. and not, They don't even know what justice is. Right. Yeah. So of course, we have to bring biblical definitions and b- biblical norms into these conversations, whether it's in a coffee shop or a public library, mm. you know, mm. whatever, any areas. So I, I, here's one area that I know... Recently, they've been, uh, you know, the trans community has been doing these uh, drag queen story hours in, in libraries to groom children. They wear thongs and they twerk in front of little children and terrible parents bring their children to watch these things. Um, and so I know a few pastors who have pushed back and they've called and set up past, pastor story hour. And they, as pastors, have brought some good uh, God glorifying books into the public school library and they have a story hour and mm. they just read these good books to kids. And that's one way of, of kind of, you know, bringing Christian ideas mm. into the, into the public square. So when you were asking that question, uh, I was thinking of Paul and 
in Acts 17, which I think yes. is a very classic moment in, in New Testament history that we have in Acts 17, where he comes into the place where mm-hmm. the ideas are being discussed, and he, it, it, as I think through the way he brought that in, he didn't bring it in in such a way that... Um, was expressively saying, okay, now here is a Christian idea I want to give you, mm-hmm. although he ended there, right? Right. But he came in and started just engaging the ideas that they were trying to to wrestle with, and then he was bringing in the truth into that. And in the end, it did come down to the point of saying, Christ, you mm-hmm. know, is raised from right. the dead, which is kind of the key moment in that discussion, yep. which some some sneered and some were like, oh, I'll have to think about that. And others said, tell us more, kind of mm-hmm. a kind of a feel to it. So I, yeah, I think that Paul shows us that, yeah, we, we enter in and yes, it is that truth because we know the truth comes from the word of God and you're causing, you know, mm-hmm. the word of God is the organizing principle of all, of all of the yep. universe. Uh, we can bring that, we should be able to bring that into that, that moment uh, without, Feeling, oh, maybe this is that. Maybe this is, you know, a idea. No, it's the idea. But they're going to probably just receive it. They're receiving it as a idea. Yeah. And it's our job then to show how it is the idea. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, the Holy Spirit's got to be the one that's going to bring conviction, ultimately. But yeah. So the more we talk about this, is is bringing to my mind uh, education, right? Education and teaching our kids how to debate. Because they have a square too, so mm-hmm. what does that look like for parents to be able to help their parent, their kids, know how to debate, know how to bring their ideas to the square? I think it's a it's the parents' job to, as they're getting older, to start walking them through, letting them was you know, here's an idea, son, uh, and. Most likely, it's going to be an idea that they're watching when they're watching a football game, and there's a t- there's a commercial that comes on. That commercial is producing is sh- sharing an idea of what it means to flourish. They hope that you'll catch on to that their idea of flourishing in order to buy their product or their service. Mm-hmm. And so that's that moment where you're able to say, "Hey, what do you, what are they selling there? What are they tr- what are they saying is going to make a flourishing life?" Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's just it's. But part of it for our children is helping them to be able to be discerning, to be able to, I'm sorry, to be able to be, to spot, to just begin to engage their mind in a way that, that is looking for certain things yeah. and asking certain questions of what is being shared with them. So I think that's begin- the beginning point of yeah. just making them aware, you know, mm-hmm. aware of what's going on in front of them. I think another, obviously, you have to educate them with a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm knowing all the way down why we believe what we believe. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing this series right now on creation, and so we're, we're talking a lot about creation. I'm getting questions on evolution. I'm getting questions on age of the earth, dinosaurs. And the way that the world argues is it mocks. Mm. So I had a, a girl who's in graduate school, and she came to me, and she was in some class at college, and the professor was mocking her in front of the whole class saying, you actually believe that God created the, the earth, that, that he made Adam and Eve. And, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, yeah. And he was mocking her in front of the whole class. Why? Because shame is a good tactic. No, none, none of us want to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. None of us want to look stupid. And that professor, you know, was using that tactic. tactic. Well, then I had just preached on uh, Genesis 1 
and she comes to me at the door, and uh, Jennifer's one one, I think. I can't I can't remember which week it was, but she comes to me at the door, and she's just like overjoyed because now she has weapons in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she has arrows in her in her quiver now. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, the the professor is is pushing one side of the story, and she needed responses. Mm-hmm. Like this is what they'll say. This is what you say. Yeah. You know. And here here's the deal. Christianity and and our religion isn't just blind faith. Right. Mm. It makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It corresponds with reality. It corresponds with science. It corresponds with mm-hmm. the way God made the world. Mm-hmm. Now, it takes some study to understand that, right? Yeah. But when your kids are in like in a public school or something like that, they're only getting one one direction. Yeah. And so you have to get them the materials where they can actually respond back, mm-hmm. right? Um so how do you do that? There's all kind of debates on, you can look up debates on YouTube between William Lane Craig and any atheist you get, and he, shred, he, he shreds nearly every one of them. He, yeah. he just destroys them because he's a better thinker and mm-hmm. the word of God is true and their worldview doesn't make sense. Um, all kind of debates on creation, all kind of debates mm-hmm. on dinosaurs, all kind of <laughs> debates on gender, the Matt Walsh documentary, What is a Woman? You get to see a great picture of... So sit down with your kids and watch yeah. this yeah. and watch him annihilate supposedly the smartest gender study people on the planet mm-hmm. and watch how stupid they look because yeah. they cannot define mm. what a woman is. Yep. Yeah. Right? So you you need to get those good resources in front of your people, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. front of your in front of your kids. Yeah. I think that's so good because I, I, as parents, a lot of times it's like so many parents feel like they're, 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 just, they're smarter you have to obey me, all these different things. But at the same time, as as you guys pointed out, like it's good for us to teach our kids how to debate and how to bring their ideas and their thoughts and what they believe to be true from Scripture to the table. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and ultimately, you have to believe that it's true, right? And you have to know why you believe that it's true. Mm. Because you can't, you can't defend a faith that you don't really have, right? If you're sitting in class and you don't have the tools or, or you're sitting in... in the cigar lounge and people are throwing ideas and you're like, that's wrong. They're like, well, why? Uh, so we have to be good students of scripture, right? We have to know our Bible better than, better than the other side knows their, their worldview, yep. right? Better than they know their arguments. Mm-hmm. I just think about, um, I think it's first Peter where he talks about always being ready to give a defense. That's mm-hmm. where we get apologetics from. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. exactly. Yep. And so knowing your scripture, knowing what it says, knowing how it speaks to things like creation, like dinosaurs, and mm-hmm. if you know that you're going to be stepping into um, an opposing argument or, or debate, knowing their sides so that you can separate the emotions from it, right? Because nobody wants to feel shame. And I think especially as men, we tend to get... Um, angry, right? Mm-hmm. When, when we feel dumb or small. And so the way to counter that is to know your argument better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a public debate, Hey, when you're in a public debate, <clears throat> um, the goal is to win the argument, right? That's the goal. And shame sometimes is a great tool because you're not, here's the shame never wins the man, right? but shame can win an argument. Now sure. here's what I mean by that. If you're on a public stage, there could be a thousand people watching. There could be a million people people watching online, right? And if you show somebody's argument is stupid and you make them a laughing stock, you're not going to win that man. He's going to get pretty mad at you, but you might win the whole crowd. Yeah, right. I've been witness to some of those arguments where 
a, guy, a guy's own statements don't line up, and then this guy has this nail in the coffin, and everybody laughs in the crowd because mm-hmm. they see it, and the the guy that it was getting done to didn't see it. Yeah. The atheist didn't see it, and it and everybody in that crowd walked out of there more confident in their faith, yeah. Yeah. right? And that guy walked out of there feeling bad, but you know, God, God does mock his enemies, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and to a you know he derides them. The scriptures say sometimes. So if you don't, the kindness of God leads you to repentance, but if you don't. You, you you can get mocked, yep. right? That's basically what happened with with Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, so you're talking formal debate, um, informal debate. In other words, you enter into a, an argument or a, a, a discussion with with someone, not knowing your re, neither of you really knowing what you're going into. Uh, one of the things that is that is used today, and this is where when I start to look at social media as a place where folks try to, in one sense, debate ideas, mm-hmm. one of the problems with social media that also is just a sim- simple problem with the culture that we live in today is is that there is a tendency to believe that somehow if I can just, as we were talking about earlier, get at the man mm-hmm. rather than at the idea that people actually believe that you've won the argument if you can get at the man. In Mm -hmm. other words, you can make a fool, make them look stupid or foolish, even though their argument, you know, even though you haven't even dealt with their argument, then we live in a day where people think, okay, they must, they must be, they must have won. Mm -hmm. And what I hate about debate, these debates on social media is, is that social media has, has created such a distance Mm -hmm. from the person who is expressing the idea. And usually again, it's the, they're, they're an anonymous individual who has no accountability for what they're about to say, or ultimately what they say about that other individual, Mm -hmm. that that's what so often I will, I'll look at comments that people are making Mm -hmm. with regard to something that might've been put out there on, on a social media site. And I'm looking at the the comments, and the comments are just horrid. I mean, and it has nothing to do with the idea. Yep. It has everything to do with the person, and they're just saying things that, like, it one, it has nothing to do with the idea, and secondly, you know, it's, it's unsubstantiated stuff about the idea, and it doesn't yeah. really matter, and and yeah. because they're not accountable, mm-hmm. and so I struggle with that being a very good place for much good debate to occur. Yeah. So. Should a Christian engage the public square? Yes, in whatever sphere that God has given you, you should. Should a Christian engage social media? Hmm. Big question there. Um, <laughs> and I, I would say there's there's different ways of engaging. Mm-hmm. So I refuse to argue on social media. Yeah. I will. Re- sometimes I will respond once, but after that I probably won't respond, and I refuse. I will not. By and large, I won't respond if, if, if there's an anonymous poster or somebody I don't know and it's a negative comment and it goes somewhere like that, I just won't respond. Because yeah. Yeah. I don't ha- part of it is I'm not a loser. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use my whole hour or two hours of my day right. or four hours of my day engaged in some <laughs> argument right. with some anonymous person on Twitter. Right. That's what losers do. Right. Okay? And I have not, some random name because they don't have courage in this yeah, year. I'm just not yeah. going to do it. Cowards. So, Cowards. so <laughs> someone posted one time something about like, you know, back in the day when it was like when, you know, the Supreme Court j- justice said, what is, you know, they asked, what is a woman? And she couldn't define it. And I just posted on somebody's, somebody was joking about it. And I just said, XX, right? And, uh, mm. and then this person jumps in there and what about this? And what about that? And what about brought me all these, all, uh, all these whatabouts? And I responded. And then I realized, okay, this person has no desire 
to actually understand mm-hmm. or yeah. listen, yeah. and they're morons, and I, I'm literally wasting my time. Right. So I'm I'm just right. I'm just not going to do it. Right. So, mo. So I think for for like myself and most pastors, I think they should engage like Twitter. I think they should get engaged Twitter just to see what's going on in the culture mm. and just to see the stuff that's that's going on. Mm. They don't necessarily have to engage it. Now I have some buddies that engage it and they you know they they and I just don't have the time. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to send a tweet out and then pull up my phone and have 62 comments that I'm supposed to respond to. Yeah. And so I've chosen for the most part to barely engage on Twitter. I, I but I, I'm observing it. I want to know what's going on around the world, mm. what's going on in evangelical world. Um, I want to be aware of it, but I'm yep. you know, and that's how I find out a lot of the stuff that's going on in government and the stuff that's going on with, you know, um, different aspects. So I, I feel like I need to be a part of it, but I'm not actively arguing mm-hmm. on on these places. Sure. And then I'm not active at all on any other social media foot, you know, yeah. I'm not on anything else. I'm so as, so as you're in the square, what is, um, self-control look like when you're in the square? Well, I think self-control is going back to how we should be arguing things. And, and that is we're arguing the ideas and not, cause I think the, 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 the lack of self-control we're seeing is we're seeing, it's not about the argument. It's not about the idea it's about, again, getting more uh, mocking and scoffing. You know, and if you think about it in terms of Scripture, the scoffer, boy, you do not want to be a scoffer in, in terms of Scripture. Scripture has pretty hard words to say about those yeah. who scoff, who mm. make fun of uh, truth and yep. make fun of God's ways. And so I think self-control is just simply dealing with truth and doing it with it in a, in a, in a you know, that's what we're, we're here about and not about the individual who's bringing that truth per se, mm. but just the truth ideas mm. and showing how God's truth is that which tri- triumphs mm. and that God's truth is that which brings flourishing life. So I think that's how we show self, okay. yeah. self-control. So I would think prudence is probably, you need to show prudence and not be sharing a bunch of stuff on there. I think prudence is the key. And then the other one I would think of is when Jesus said, um, don't give pearls to swine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like we forget that Jesus said, yeah, there's some people that act like pigs. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. you don't give pretty things to pigs. Mm-hmm. And, he, and what does that mean? That means you, you don't give good ideas mm-hmm. to people, to scoffers. Yep. You don't keep giving them the truth. You don't treat them like they're genuine. So a lot of these meme makers, a lot of these people that are trolling, they're not genuine. Yeah. Yeah. They have no desire to engage in public debate. They have no desire to engage arguments. All they're wanting to do is scoff, mock, and make fun of your ideas. And this is one of the reasons I get pretty frustrated at a lot of evangelical people is that they want to cater to them. They want to lean towards these people on the left or on the right that are just mockers and scoffers mm-hmm. and think that they can win them when they have no desire to to engage right. in honest debate. Yeah. So... You know, I'm like, just quit doing it. Yeah, yeah, and I think so much with the social media has it's it's morphed into a uh, a way to, in a sense, curate a following. Mm-hmm. And so, what cur- that's all they're interested in, right? Yep. They're all they're interested in is growing their following, right? And so, when that is the case, truth really isn't all that interest interesting to them or interesting to get followers. But you know, 
the most provocative thing you can say, things that you know will get a rise mm-hmm. out of individuals. It's not going after truth. It's going after followers. It's yeah. going after curating an image so yeah. that you can have more followers, which has really a monetary reality to it. Yeah. And, the, and that's what it's ultimately down to. And so this is why we don't, many times, don't get engaged in these these kind of debates because it's not, they have, as you pointed out, have no end end game. The end game isn't, let's come to truth. The end game is, is you know, make much of me. Yeah, and what, <laughs> what gets more clicks? What gets, what gets more likes? Mm-hmm. A Christian view on economic policy or this pastor had an affair? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's going to get more likes? Pastor got a fair for sure. Hundred percent. You gonna so, look into it. They gonna they gonna they're gonna like you. Right. They're gonna follow you or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. I just that's just an example that I'm yeah. giving. But debating public ideas or de- debating these concepts, that's not popular. Yeah. What's popular is slander. What's popular is um, tabloid. What's yeah. popular is you know reality TV, mm-hmm. right? Or or hot takes or mm-hmm. funny insults. Right. That's what's popular. And yeah. so that's why so much of on, online, the online world is, you know, really destructive mm. and, you know, terrible for children to be on. Mm. But also, you know, it's not it's not good for most people's soul either. Yeah. You know, I think there's a principle from Second Timothy two twenty three that I think applies. Paul says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. Mm. Right. And so on social media, it's just, it's an incubator for controversies and quarreling. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, here's, here's another one for you in terms of scripture. Um, I was thinking about the fact of, uh, be careful what we engage in, in mm. terms of, of online media, particularly uh, social media. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. Mm-hmm. When he closes his lips, he's... In, He's deemed intelligent, mm. but once that gets out there on there, and you you actually say something, you show your foolishness. It is there forever. It mm. seems like yeah. You know? And <laughs> Proverbs also warns against following worthless pursuits. Yep. Mm. And a lot of times, social media is a worthless pursuit. Yeah. And it's it's an exercise in vanity, and you're just trying to gain a following, and you just have to you really have to, you know, check your heart. Yeah. And. Uh, so, so public square, yes. Do I need to be on social media? No, mm-hmm. you don't. Yep. You don't have to at all. So now I know that I have some pastor friends that differ, and they think, hey, this is the public square, and so I've got to be out there pushing these ideas, and and I get that, and I am thankful for some uh, some guys out there doing that, but mm-hmm. I know that can't be me. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is something about wisdom and knowing what what you are good at and what you should be really giving yourself to and, and space, time, you know, you have the time for that kind of yeah. a thing. So, uh, yeah, I think there are some, yeah, you're right. They're in the public square in that way. They're good at it. They seem to be, that seems to be the kind of time they have. Yeah. So they're, they're pushing forward the, the cultural mandate in that regard, but yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? No, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks for bringing it, Kevin. All right, if you got any questions, you can email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We hope this podcast has blessed you in some way. If you like it, please share it. Uh, rate us on your podcast app. We really appreciate that. And uh, we thank God for you. And we hope you have a blessed day. Talk to you later. Bye.